0: comics
1: have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated
2: Dan.
0: On discussions with Decapitated Dan, Curtis Weed and Riley Rossmo are back to join Dan on what is the second-to-last episode of Discussions with Decapitated Dan.
1: Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by CuriousGoodsandComics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings.
0: Curiousgoodsandcomics.com, where Decapitated Dan gets his books.
1: So, welcome everybody to the second to last, first to, I don't know, is it first to last, because this is 124 and then it ends at 125, who fucking knows, <laughs> episode of Discussions with Decapitated Dan. We are going to do this this weird, like, Curtis is drunk hungover he's got to get up so he's going back to bed then Riley will come on interview today <laughs> so without further ado Curtis sweep
2: I <laughs> was so forced on my part
1: <laughs> it's your own fault
2: I know I know
1: well tell everybody what you were up to last night you don't have to give us, like, full details, but what were you
2: doing? Uh, well, there was, like – so I, I moved to Vancouver this week. I just got here Wednesday. And um, so last night there's uh, there's this guy named Leonard Wong in, in town here who – he hosts this, like – I don't know. I think it's, like, every two months he hosts, like, a very small comic convention. And he was kind of hosting, like, a Christmas dinner for the local comic creators. So I went out to that and got to hang, hang out with James Stokoe. Um, and and his lady and we were just I don't know kind of walking the town heading up for drinks so I I actually James is one of my favorite artists and so it was just kind of very cool to hang out with him so we were kind of out late last night wandering around Vancouver
1: were you giving him the the nudge like we need to work together
2: <laughs> I didn't I didn't drop that one I thought I'd at least. <laughs> I first make him like me. There you go. So, so when I asked, him, he'd feel bad saying
1: no. There you, know. you go. You gotta wine and dine them first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, one of the reasons that I, I really wanted to have you and you and Riley on is because, you know, over the 125 episodes you guys really had like a prolific presence where, you know, every every time that you guys had something new to, to talk about that yeah. I had you on and I loved having you guys on as a guest. So, you know, one to go after this one, you know, I had to have you back on to kind of get an idea like where you're at right now and, and where you're going because, I mean, I think the first time we talked was was Green Wake. So, I mean, it was kind of early in your career and now look at you, moving to the big <laughs> BC. And-
2: I know, I know. It's crazy. No, and that's, <laughs> I was so glad you emailed me because yeah, like I, this is the this is the one show I've been on. Like this, I think this is my fourth time on your show. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So um, I've always enjoyed talking to you. So yeah, I'm glad you asked me. And I mean, congrats, man! 125 shows, you're almost there. Like, holy crap, that's that's insane.
1: I know. And then I was just like, screw this shit, I'm done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. I I like my podcast that I was doing for a while. I think I think we did. We had like 14 regular episodes, and then I think we got up to like 11 guest episodes. So I did 25, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you beat me by 100.
1: Well, it's weird. It's weird to think about it. I've been doing this. This is a weekly show. I've been doing this for two and a half years for the most part. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it was, it was just becoming too much work, and you're too busy or what?
1: Um, I have secret projects I'm going to work on. And
2: I, i'm uh, is this is this, this thing where you're gonna become a stripper? like, come on, I told you not to go down this road,
1: hey dude, I need the money, <laughs> I need the money when you live in a town with five thousand people and you're the only one. trust me, it works
2: <laughs> you're gonna make a ton of money
1: <laughs> no, you know what it is is it's it's and i've I've said it i think a few times where it's it's when I do the water cooler, and I think you did this with with the image podcast it was it was something where you always had a set time for the most part you know yeah like it's tuesday night it's six o'clock i know what i'm doing you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do this well with this show you know trying to get on like like this morning you know trying to get on schedule with everybody and, and stuff like that two and a half years of that it, it kind of wears a little thin
2: <laughs> yeah i can understand that Isn't wait that, yeah, I tell, yeah it's just it's just one of these things where uh you know a lot of people don't realize like yeah okay you set the time so first of all setting up the show and then um, afterwards, like, you're not only spending that hour or whatever recording the show, but then you're also editing it and putting in music and, and whatever. And that takes, you know, it takes an hour or two when, you're, when you get down to it. And, yeah, it's a lot of work.
1: But, you know, what, it's it's fun. I've, uh, you know, I've gotten to talk to you guys. I've gotten to talk to – and, and it, it's kind of like we know each other, you know, because that's that's what's going to be missed about it most. But it's just one of those things where I feel like it's time I have something else that I really want to – you know put my put my sunday and saturday morning effort towards and and stuff like that. So I just think it's time.
2: Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you and I I can't remember now cuz my head's a little bit foggy, but um you're are you in Chicago? Yes, sir. So um this uh, is coming to C2E2 this year or next year? Uh, James Stocco. Ah, me motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i guess i'll see you at c2e2 yeah yeah
2: i just i got the email a few weeks ago uh they're they're making me a guest this year so um pretty excited about that and yeah like i that's a show i've been wanting to go to for a while but um i never expected to actually be a guest
1: <laughs> well okay so this is this is good foreshadowing in into 2013 um when you say they asked you to be a guest, are you talking image is bringing you out or C2E2
2: no, is bringing you out? no, no, no. C2E2 is like they're they're footing the bill for me to come and sit at a table there, I guess.
1: Oh, I know some. I've been through this last year. That means you're their bitch.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that that's just me sitting at a table. I hope they don't have other expectations of me, like you know, hand jobs on the side, because I just <laughs> I did not have the energy for that anymore. I'm an old man, you know.
1: <laughs> Leave it to stripper Dan. I got it. <laughs>
2: You you got a case. I'm like, this is my assistant, decapitated (laughs) stripper Dan. (laughs) It's got a side business going on. All he has
1: to do is take off his bow tie. There you go, ladies.
2: (laughs) Business is open.
1: No, that's really cool. Yeah, I know um, Roman Durge came in last year uh, from NC2E2, had him come in. I know they had him do uh, two panels. Um and he wasn't signing it technically a table like in Artist Alley or anything like that. Right. He was signing like off in the in the little secluded celebrity area.
2: Oh wow, so, man, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they what they end up doing with you, but no, that's really cool. That's that's really cool. And, and, yeah, yeah,
2: we'll get to meet up and uh, yeah, we should hang out. It'd be a good time.
1: Very cool. So okay, well, we're talking 2013, and I know yep. one thing that you know you're still doing going good on is Peter Panzerfaust. So what's going on with that book?
2: Well, um I don't know when this show is going to drop, but issue issue 8 comes out January 8th, I believe.
1: Oh, they got time. This this show's going to everyone's going to hear this the week of Christmas. Oh, okay, cool. Merry Christmas everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so Panther Frost 8 uh comes out on January 8th and um like you're, you're the first show uh, that I'm talking to about this. Um, we got a couple others lined up, but I'm this is I'm really pushing for this this issue. I'm trying to get as much marketing out as I can because it's kind of the issue everyone's been waiting for, and um, we just kind of need to get the word out about our book because we want to get our sales up. So, uh, issue eight is where we finally reveal Captain Hook. Ah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's one of those big issues where uh, it's the game changer. I feel like um, in our series, so I'm not like hiding it. I'm not making it a big surprise. You want Captain Hook? Buy issue eight. There you That's go. That's what it comes down to.
1: <laughs> Is he on the cover?
2: Um, who's on the cover? No, he's not on the cover, but he's in the book. So uh, and, yeah,
1: I'm kind of curious because you said you need sales. I thought I thought the book was doing really good. Um Are you well, starting to see oh well are you, okay. <laughs> let's let's kind of let us not exactly say numbers and stuff like that, but are you seeing mm. what we've kind of talked about what happened with, with Green Wake?
2: Uh it's a little bit different. Like it's definitely selling better than Green Wake. Uh and we've our numbers have evened off, but I really feel like, you know, with the reviews we've been getting and with like with the BBC news that came out in the summer, like I feel like this book should be doing at least another half as much as it is doing now. So our, our goal is to is to bring it up another couple thousand readers. And um, T- Tyler and I, have we had this discussion uh, when I got to Vancouver. So this was on Thursday. We just talked. And we're going to finish the series no matter what. And we talked to Jim, and Jim's on board also. Um, we have to make sure to keep the book on time. And that was something that the second arc has not been. Okay. Uh, and that I mean that that basically came down to some some personal reasons on on my end but um so the third arc is gonna we're gonna take a little bit longer of a break we 're gonna get the trade out, and then it's gonna be on time from that from you know from now on so um yeah, we just we need to be more consistent I think that's also hurt the numbers a bit but um yeah it's kind of where it 's at right now
1: it's tough to live in a mainstream world when you 're an indie guy isn't it
2: well, it is you know like we don't it's you know, and Jim Zubkovich posted this thing on Twitter a while ago that you know a lot of people were retweeting about the kind of how the indie creator makes their money, and there's this kind of conception out there that, well, you know, you've got a 350 cover price, so that means you're taking at least half that money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, oh, so your book sells 10,000 copies? I mean, that means you've got like you know 17 grand coming your way. It's like, no, no, man, like we make like pennies per comic, so. <laughs> The reality is there's just not a there's just not a lot of money in it for us, so we really are doing it for the love of the book. Right. And so sometimes, you know, if the book is late and and people start to gripe and complain and it's like, you know, you know what, like we're doing this as a labor of love. We don't do this because we're making money on it. And so sometimes it's hard for people to understand that, but you know. Just Money? Doing it. What the yeah. hell
1: is that? <laughs>
2: it's what you're stripping for. <laughs> I
1: don't get paid in chips and Mountain Dew? What?
2: <laughs> well, you can. That's probably an alternative.
1: It probably would be. It probably yeah. would be. Uh, but no, I mean, it, you know, it's, I, I'm sad to hear that, but I'm also really happy to hear that it's going to, you know, continue to the end and, and you'll at least get there
2: yeah yeah exactly we're and we've got you know i've always said from the beginning i have a very specific plan in mind for the story and we structured it in a way that it's like every uh, every five issues we kind of get a a new narrator a new person's point of view on the story so yeah it's a very structured story and you know we'd always plan too like oh if it doesn't sell well then we'll just like cut out one of those stories and just like end it earlier but um no we're gonna we're just gonna finish the story
1: okay um What else you got in the works? I know you. You always have like ten things going on. What do you got going on? Well,
2: believe it or not, this 2013 is a year of um, not being crazy. Okay.
1: (laughs) Did you did you overdo it a little in 2012?
2: You know, man. Like 2012, it was a great year for me, but holy crap, I got to slow down a little bit. And you know, a lot of so I, you know, if you follow my work, I did. This summer, I had three books coming out at the same time. And that's just too much. You know, like, I... I um,
1: good books.
2: Oh, thank you. I mean, it was... I did Debris, I did uh, Grimleaper, and I did Panzerfaust. And you know what? It's like, those was great, but there are a lot of writers out there that do, you know, three or four or five books a month or whatever, but those writers are getting paid. <laughs> 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 you know? Those writers are actually getting a page rate for their comics. They're working for Marvel or DC, and then maybe they have one or two on the side. But they they have a steady income. So I was doing that, and that wasn't even my paid work. That was like kind of, I mean, yeah, I made a bit of money, but it wasn't enough for me to live on. And so I was also freelancing full-time while managing three comic book series. And and I think that's the other misconception too. It's like, oh, you just write the book. Well, I honestly say – what. of what I do is not writing like it's marketing and getting the word out there, doing interviews, doing podcasts, just like you really, as an indie image creator, you're responsible for a lot of your own publicity. Um, you know, image helps, but at the end of the day, you're, you're ultimately responsible for how much, you know, your, the word gets out about your book. So you spend a lot of time doing that, you know?
1: Right. Right. It's not easy. And you and you know that. So I'm. So, are you thinking? Are you thinking that in 2013 we're really just going to see uh, Panzerfaust run? Or
2: oh no, sorry, I got this. Yeah, that, okay. I want to tangent there. But so Panzerfaust is coming out, and um, we'll try to get those two arcs. So th- arcs three and four are mostly done next year. And then I have a um, a new horror series coming out this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So the horror series is a, it's a, it's basically, and I tweeted about it a while. ago, it's, it's kind of like David Lynch meets um, Cronenberg. Uh, it's a World War One horror story. Uh, I haven't really, it hasn't been announced or anything like that yet. I can tell you this much. So you're getting, you're getting kind of the uh, just inside scoop on this one.
1: Yeah. Mister
2: Dan, um, it's- shows
1: canceled. Talk all you want about everything. <laughs>
2: It's uh yeah it's a World War One story called the lineage and um I actually haven't started writing yet I've done the outline but I haven't started writing it but um yeah that's gonna probably come on August I believe
1: oh very cool yeah very cool through is it planned through Shadowline as well
2: yeah through Shadowline yeah okay
1: very cool um I'm trying to think so uh, show wise other than C2E2 you got anything else
2: yeah well now that I'm on the West Coast. Um, i'll be doing some it's a little bit easier to travel so i'll be going to emerald city again this year that's a show i'll always go to uh i don't think i have a table there this year i think i'm just gonna be hanging out afterwards with people um and then i'm also doing the vancouver show vancouver expo that's all i have planned right now though i did i just i just came back like right before i moved to vancouver i had a signing tour and so with that signing tour, I was, like, in Anaheim, Vancouver, Seattle, Toronto. Um, I, and basically, I knew I was moving at the end of October made that decision because I was on the middle of my signing tour. I had a, literally a week to pack my house, get it cleaned, and find a renter because I own my house uh, in Saskatoon, find a renter. Get it cleaned out, and then pack up my own stuff, put it into storage, and then get out here to Vancouver. So it was a bit of a crazy, a crazy last month, I guess you could say.
1: Sure, sure. Um, Riley's getting ready, ready to join us here. He just called yeah, he you. Could... He just called you a wiener, just
2: so you know. Uh, of course, he calls me wiener dog. I still don't know where that came from. <laughs>
1: We'll you have to wait. Just... We'll have to wait till he comes on. To... Well, you
2: can you can just you can bring him on here. Well, you, you can ask him.
1: Well, he said he's like I'll be back in three minutes. So oh, okay. <laughs> he's officially waiting until ten o'clock is time.
2: Oh, of course he is. <laughs> character. Well, if I'm if I'm still around, we, the he, you can ask him and you get the origin of the wiener dog. I have no idea where that came from.
1: Well, then you'll have to be here so you so you hear it.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're right. So
1: you're just guess... like you're like screw this shit. I'm going to bed. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'll be around for a bit more. So anyway, he he uh, he, he. When for Green Wake, he was kind of the guy that um, Jim sent him the money, and then Riley would cut my portion of the check and then send it to me. <laughs> and so Riley, right this one time, I get this check in the mail, and it's wrapped in like obviously it was a page that he had done a bunch of sketches on. I am like, oh, that's really cool. You know, get some original stuff from Riley. And then I open it up, and the check, I pull the check away, and underneath the check, it just says, eat it, wiener dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> I got, uh, here's, one, here's one for you. Riley, Riley goes, Dan, I, I got to send you some stuff. Give me your address. Okay, no problem. Here's my right. address, right? So, like, a month later, I get this box from him, and it's, it's original green Wake pages. And I'm like, sweet. And then I'm looking at him. He sends me the ones where Morley was naked.
2: Like that all, that was all he said to you was those ones?
1: Yes, he sent me, he sent me two, and it's like, it's that scene where Morley's naked taking a bath. <laughs> uh,
2: I wonder if that was intended, did you ask him if that was intentional, like he was just being a I douche, ever, or? I don't
1: think I've ever brought it up.
2: Oh, just, God.
1: It was just please, so uncomfortable, it was please, like, what?
2: Please bring that up when he comes on the show today, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Like, with Riley, you just never know. Like, that could just be somebody like, oh, no, I just threw two pages in the box. but Or it could be like, yeah, that was planned.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If he goes, Dan, I got another package for you. And he sends the bed- Bedlam pages where he's naked, too.
2: <laughs> and you then you know he's got some issues. <laughs> or maybe he's just got a weird thing for you. <laughs> exactly.
1: Then it's, then it's time to tune him out. Nope.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Goodbye, Riley.
0: <laughs>
1: um Gosh, I, I'm trying to, you know. I guess my my next question for you is, you know, where where do you see, just in case we never do come back and do another show, you know, where, where do you want to be a year from now? You know, what what do you want to be doing in this industry a year from now?
2: Well, I've really kind of made a, like a decision to just focus on my own creator own work. Um, so I guess indirectly i'm saying that i would probably never take a position at like marvel or dc if they offered it to me and that's something that i've i've kind of been kind of throwing back and forth after just some experiences that i've had with both of them um you know the reality is i don't read superhero comics at all but you wrote so- one <sighs> that's not talking about that
1: what <laughs> nothing nothing came with the marvel gig
2: no, no, and it's, I just, and then just experiences I've had since then, you know, where they're like, hey, we've got work for you, and then just, like, dropping off the radar, and then uh. I just, I just um, don't have time for it, so, and, and the reality is, like, I just, I don't know the, the world's enough to write in them, I just wouldn't be comfortable, so I'm just going to focus on my own, create our own stuff, uh, but, but really what I'm trying to do is, like, in the next couple of years is, uh, start writing for television. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love comics, but I would love to create and kind of write um, a TV show, kind of similar along the lines of like Avatar, The Last Airbender, or like that. that, Well, more so like this the sequel series, uh, Legend of Korra. That is that is something I would that style of show is something I would absolutely love to write.
1: Now, uh, you happen to be – I don't know if you know this yet because you did just get there. You happen to be in an area where they film a shitload of TV shows. So I hope yeah. you will not be an extra on something.
2: <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, my office that I'll be working out of here in Vancouver um, is right across the street from where they animate that new My Little Pony show. Okay. Which I, I don't know if you – do you know what a brony is?
1: I, don't, I didn't even know there was a new My Little Pony show. I knew that there was a My Little Pony comic, and and that was that.
2: And yeah, well, I mean, the reason that that comic is – it sold, like, 100,000 copies. No, it didn't. Yes. No. G- Google it, dude. Google it. <laughs> I'm serious.
1: X-Men number one. Outsold by My Little
2: Pony. My Little Pony, man. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, So the show came out, like, I don't know, like, last year. And it, from what I understand, there's – I don't know if, it, if the people from Powderpuff Girls are involved, but they wanted to use that kind of that model, and so it's there's this term called bronies.
1: Okay, wait, hold so on one second.
2: Okay, we got Riley we got here.
1: One second.
0: Hey, guys.
2: Hey. Hey.
1: I had to say hold on one second because I knew the recorder was going to stop as soon as I added him in.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> but now it says it's recording again, so I'll all right, just, I'll just add it. So tell us about bronies.
2: Okay, Riley, do you know what bronies are?
0: Yeah. All right. This is what I, uh, I think. So, so, guys, this is what I think it's from. This is what I think it's from. I think it's guys who played He-Man and had sisters or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's just some ponies there, so they're like, "Hey, cool!" And they just integrated him, and now they're like, "Yeah, I like that."
2: Well, there you go. There's the explanation for Mr. Riley Rossmo <laughs> So, bro, so bronies are like. Dudes, adult dudes who are into the new My Little Pony show, and so they have this. They like they, if you go to conventions, they all they seem to be around, and they have tables and stuff, and they call themselves bronies, and they're they're all into that. You know, they're all like, I don't know, I don't know what to say about that. Anyway, Riley, welcome.
1: <laughs> we've
0: got questions for you, Riley.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, we've got a few.
0: I think bronies are fine. Yeah, i <laughs>
2: Okay, well well moving on, Riley, here's the question that I was I was explaining to Dan before. Where where did the term and this is an exclusive for the decapitated Dan show, where did the term wiener dog come from?
0: It's just what you're called.
2: <laughs> there, there you go. That's the most explanation I've ever got from him either. <laughs> it's just what you're called. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd get like a big eye opening uh response, but it's no, just what no I'm
0: revelation. calling. <laughs> it's just what you're calling. It's your, All right. it's your secret name.
2: Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. The sec- I think, yeah, Dan's got a question
0: for you.
1: Yeah, the, the second question is when you sent me the Green Wake pages, how come you sent me the pages where Morley was naked?
0: Oh, I thought you'd appreciate them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it was an intentional thing, is what you're saying.
0: I don't know, probably not. <laughs> there we go. That's so it was around.
1: He's just like, dude, I just fucking woke up. I can't believe I walked into this.
0: No, no, that's good. I don't know. I th- I think naked pages are funny, so. <laughs>
2: So you, how do you, just, you can't put that on your wall. It's just something you got to cherish in a
1: box forever. Exactly,
0: exactly. No way. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the future. You can, you can wear pink shirts and you can go to yoga and you can have naked pictures on your wall. It's all good. And you
1: could immediately say you're a brony.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to do one of those My Little Pony variants that there was 29 of or whatever. I think they'd be yeah. super fun.
2: Yeah, so, so Riley, I was just telling Dan, that first comic, it sold 100,000 copies, right? Oh, I don't know. Could have. Come on. hanging me out to dry here, man. You should know this stuff.
1: He I didn't get to do that. a variant, so he has no idea.
0: I wanted <sighs> to do like, like Star or I don't know, Death Horse or something.
2: <laughs> That's probably why you didn't get one of the variants, dude. I
0: know. Dude,
1: they, yeah, that'd be nice if they let you do that. You'd do the the Four Horsemen horses.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, really-
1: That'd be a good idea. I'll call, nice. I'll call Chris. Let's get him in on this call. <laughs> <laughs> so, Curtis, are you going to take off or are you going to stick around for?
2: Oh, I can stick around for a bit and listen, listen to Riley bullshit. <laughs>
1: I'll
2: just I'll just probably drop off and like you know I just I won't even tell you I'm just going to drop off the show. All right. Uh, that might be because I passed out. I was like, hey Riley last night I was I was out uh, drinking with James Stocco. Cool.
0: I just yeah. bought a page from him. Did you? Yeah, I just got it framed. An Orkstein page.
2: He's uh he he was talking about well anyways, him and his wife were were hanging out last night, and he was talking about this page that he was doing. It's like a twenty eight by twenty two sized comic page for Orkstain, and it is absolutely crazy. Like the amount of detail I just I don't I don't understand. The the kid's crazy.
0: Were you at his house?
2: No, we were just out for like a thing here in Vancouver. Cool. Just like a little, a little dinner. Anyway, we're we're, we're, gonna, we're just kind of taking over the show here no, with that's our stories. Fine. That's
0: fine. <laughs> I got I got one of the page I got from is I don't know. It's just an orkstein page, and it's kind of like I don't know if it's a bad thing or if it's a good thing or what. But it's tons of his little like noodly lines don't come through. Like whatever you see on the page is like fifty percent of what's on the actual art. It's crazy.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow.
0: So I'm like a 22 by 28 page. Once it's shrunk down, right? Like, they should do it like a big oversized one.
2: Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, that would I think be... that th- I think I think that's what he's trying to get done. But I mean, who knows? <laughs> the book doesn't exactly sell very well. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, sorry Dan, back no, to you.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. We could talk. We could talk, James. All you want. I don't care. So <laughs> like if someone gets me that email address or contact with them, I don't give a shit. I'll see oh, you, I can you know what, you know what we can actually say officially on this show is, "Riley, congratulations on being nominated for a uh, 2012 Gasly award." Yeah. Yeah, That's... what? What year is it? What?
0: <laughs> you have to think I about
1: never, that for a second.
0: I never know if I'm allowed to talk about it or not.
1: Well, I since it's my awards, I'll bring it up. We can talk about it. Okay. This cuz this is going to go up uh, the week of Christmas, which is the same week that I'm going to uh, make the announcement of who the nominees are. So congratulations. You are up for uh, Best Artist.
0: I know oh. I got a shit ton of nominations. You got right?
1: – um, hold on. I will officially – we'll leak it all on this show. I, I can go down I can't, the whole list. This
2: this is a little awkward because I don't – you know, I, I did have a horror series come out this year, but – You, you know just, what? I did not ch- cut I the tried. mustard.
1: You know <laughs> why? You know why I didn't cut the mustard? Because you didn't tell your fellow creators to go nominate it. That's why.
2: Uh, that's a lot of work, you know.
1: It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Hey, I got, I, I I got a, a little secret here I can tell you guys. I got I got to whisper it, okay? Because I'll never say this again. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's why we're changing the format for next year.
2: <laughs> Good plan, man. Good plan.
1: Oh, uh, next year it's it's a submission process, you two. So you submit your books. Uh, and then the judges will choose who the nominees are, and then it will be an open um, voting like it is like it is this year. So let's see. Riley, you are up for Rebel Blood. Best, best Rebel mini. Blood. Yep, Best Mini.
0: Best New Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did actually read this. Best Artist.
2: <laughs> like, did he, he just totally made you look it up, and he's got it right in front of him.
0: Yeah,
1: right? he does. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, Christ. So if you are a fan of what he's up to, uh, starting January 1st, you can go and you can you can vote for him because this year we're allowing fan voting. And Best New Series is completely decided by the fans. Creators and judges don't have a say in that. That's cool. So I'm sure you're going to be like, everybody, go do this now. But you're up against Farrells, Hoax Hunters, Mars Attacks, and The Strain.
0: Ooh, The Strain was good. Yeah yeah so I didn't, I didn't read that one you should Guillermo Del
1: Toro. Yeah. well he he only did the original story Latham's
0: yeah, yeah it's adapting la- 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 it's la- 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 really. uh-huh. or Latham. i don't know how you say it i don't but, know yeah. i
1: always thought it was simon bisley until i was corrected that it was bisley so <laughs> i was put in my place on that one, uh, no. Uh, one thing I did say to Curtis Riley was that you know, over over the year, two year, two and a half years that I've been doing this show, um, you two have been on numerous times. You're you're two of my favorite people that I ever had on the show. So seeing how this is the second to last episode, I really wanted to have you guys on to kind of you know see where you're at now compared to where you were. How long ago was it that we were talking Green A year and a half ago. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about well, we... like...
2: Yeah, it came out in spring of uh, I think it came out in like April of 2011. So and then we probably, we might have talked right before that. So yeah, it's been like a year and a half.
1: So you know, kind of where you where were you then in the industry compared to where you are now, Riley?
0: Um, I still don't like how I draw. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: You're probably the only person that feels that way,
0: Riley. <laughs> no, I just beat myself up about it all the time, and then nobody else notices. Everyone else is just like, yeah, it looks fine. I'm like, I know, but look at that finger. That finger's weird. <laughs> it's this tiny little thing in the background.
2: Yeah, but you always say the same thing to me when we hang out. You look at my fingers and tell me they're weird. You just got an obsession with that kind of stuff, man.
0: <laughs> like your, face. your face looks weird. What's with that? <laughs> Uh, Riley does
2: nothing for my self esteem.
0: I don't know. It's weird to because I still just want to make books that I want to make. Like the the Dio is still a mortos is mortos. I don't even know why I chose that hard of a name to say. That was dumb. Okay, so what's what's changed between between Green Lake and and where I'm at now is that I don't know if we should talk about this on the air, but oh. probably <laughs> probably the same for Curtis is that. Sometimes when you pitch things now, it's a lot easier. You just, yeah. you know, you'd say, hey, what's, what do you, how do you want to do, what do you want to do this book about? And because Jim is so kind to us and, like, uh, accepts that we're talented or that he perceives that we're talented, <laughs> I can usually just send him a few images and send him a big idea. Just like, hey, so my uh, idea, I'm going to do, like, a ghost story, a series of ghost stories over Three issues and is gonna have no common denominator besides this, you know, cultural celebration. Is that cool? That's how I pitch a book, kind of.
2: <laughs> That's definitely a yeah. That, I would agree. That's kind of where it is now for us with Shadowline.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not like I don't think it through. It's not like I, I. It's just that I don't have to like put together like such like a whole complete finished concept beginning to end. I get a lot of, a lot more play in terms of that. Sure. Um, um
1: there's, you know, and it, it's funny that you say that because wasn't it like over the summer of 2012 when like say four books were coming out and three, were you guys?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we kind of like, like a similar experience with like debris is that we just like a few images and we're like, yeah, we should do some. And Jim's like, what are you guys going to do? And we're like, uh, Base dragons.
2: <laughs> He's like, <"We're>, I'm in.
0: <laughs> He's like, sounds cool. What's the cover look like? I'm like, oh, it's this dragon, right, Curtis? Yeah, that one. That's it.
2: Yeah. And it's like, um, the funny thing is when we, when we pitched it, I was just like, I, I didn't really have an idea – like I just really was a really loose concept that Riley and I came up with after a 20-minute Skype conversation and like he sent me an image. I was like, oh, yeah, that – that we can – I can do something with that. So I wrote up like a three-sentence outline and then just – temp like literally put the title debris and then in brackets just temporary title. And I mean that's what it became because he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, love the title. This is great.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh, well, okay. Other
0: than,
1: other than Dia de los Morales, uh, can you, can you kind of give us a hand on some other stuff? Oh, and Bedlam, I suppose, on
0: some other stuff. Bedlam's kind of a little bit of a game changer just because the numbers are so big on it that, um, I don't know what that's going to do, though. Like, I I still go about my work the same way and do the same stuff. But, uh, just the fact that, that the numbers are coming in so high is really flattering and I don't know. I just hope in the future that it helps me just do whatever weird shit I want to do.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Like I, I don't know. Like it's nice it's nice to make money and everything, but I I, I still have like weird ideas that I just want to do and hope that like enough people will support me to do them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. Like even if they're esoteric or just weird or, you know what I mean? That's like that's what I want to do. I just like making comics. So I guess what's changed is that Maybe there's a few more people that are like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy this weird thing. I don't care. That's that's cool. I just want to see what it looks like or what's going to happen.
1: And you know, it's funny that you, you say that you know, you're know you the only person who doesn't like your art because so many people tell me they want to work with you. It, it's oh, yeah? unbelievable. It really is. And I, I do want to mention this because we were talking about it earlier. Because um, in the Gassi Awards for Best Artist, you are up against James Stokoe. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you don't even know that, yeah. For, uh, for best artist, you're up against Albuquerque, Visley, oh. Sammy Mackinnon, and James Stokoe.
0: Hey, who's the last guy?
1: James Stokoe.
0: No, no, the guy before that. Sorry. Oh,
1: Sammy Mackinnon. Who's he? He is an artist from, I believe, Switzerland or Finland, who did the Dead World series.
0: The oh. I gotta see if I can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Back
2: back to uh, the James Stoko. So when I was hanging out with him last night, Riley, you guys have the exact same facial expressions when you drink. It was pr- it's pretty creepy. Really? Like you guys are om- you guys are almost like the identical person. You got to meet the guy.
1: Crazy. Well, he's like your
2: long lost brother or something.
1: You know what we found out was that Curtis is going to come hang out uh, here in Chicago for C2E2. Cool. Does that That's mean
0: perfect. Does
1: that mean you're coming too?
0: I talked to image to try and get me invited to that, and they said, We'll see what we can do. Apparently, they're very strict there about who they invite,
1: yeah, apparently not, apparently not.
0: <laughs> looks like the rules it looks like the rules have either
2: changed or they just did a lot of mushrooms, and then they invited me.
0: No, I'm saying that yeah, I don't know they don't they okay. I don't know, I don't know what the deal is. I do like the Sammy MacKenzie guy. Good. That I bought those Dead Worlds. I just went and Googled it. <laughs> I,
2: I, I I like it too. I just voted for him actually. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't think I can defeat Simon Beasley though, or uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Maybe I can tie Stoko.
1: We'll see. We'll see. We have, people have the entire month of January to make to make their voices heard. So we'll see. Now you were the it, winner I, last year, so I don't know. We don't want to give you too big of an ego. That's fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, he's an egomaniac, man.
1: Are there going to be any any shows already on, on your plate for, for 2013? Seeing how we're trying to look kind of into the future, just in case the show never comes back.
0: Um, I'm doing... What am I doing in 2013? I'm doing Seattle for sure. And France in October. What? Yeah. For real? Yeah, on the 5th and 6th, I'm going to France for a show. Holy crap. Besides that, I don't know. We're talking about C2E2, but that's just if if I can get in contact with somebody or figure something out.
1: Maybe we should start a Kickstarter, bring Rally to Chicago.
0: I would like that. I would really like to go to Chicago. I want to go to Chicago and um get a tattoo from this guy named Brian level. Well, you He's gotta, in Chico- you guys
2: gotta...
1: in
0: Chicago too? I think so. oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Curtis cool.
1: is just like now I've got my time slot figured out for my tattoo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, if I ever get a tattoo it'll be it'll be the biggest mistake I've ever made I, I like riley's Riley's got this like if you've never met Riley. He's the kind of guy that basically was born to wear tattoos. I'm the kind of guy that was born not to wear them.
0: You're born to wear sweaters or something.
2: <laughs> like, like like sweater vests actually. Oh God, I'll
0: be right back. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so no uh, tattoos do
0: you have, for
1: you?
2: No. Do you have tattoos? Yes. Yeah. No. I just have man. Like I, I'm I'm a tall dude, but I'm just I'm I'm white, but I'm super white. You know.
1: <laughs> so you're Canadian.
2: Ah, oh, like it's like the worst kind of white, you know? So I just I couldn't pull it off. I don't know. I, I've thought about it, but where would I even begin, you know? I just know that I would I would have instant regret when I got like the thorns around my bicep, which doesn't exist, you know.
1: Oh good Lord. <laughs> if you got that I'd I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that,
2: and that's where it would begin for me, because that's just what I think would be cool, you know? <laughs> it's best that I don't get one.
1: Oh Christ! I, I'm kind of curious. You said now that now that you're in BC, um, you you didn't mention that you'd do or did you say you were gonna do Toronto again? <sighs> is, that, is it is it, it Arno?
2: I did. Well, I was there for like my signing tour, uh, just like a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know if I would do Fan Expo again. I I didn't have a really like the the hanging out afterwards was fun, but that show. Holy crap, did I eat cost on that. Like, I think I sold 50 bucks the entire time I was there.
0: Ugh. What? what?
2: Uh, when we went to Fan Expo, like, not this year but the year before.
0: Oh, yeah. I that show, it doesn't seem to love me. It doesn't hate me, but it doesn't love me.
2: You didn't go this year again, did you? No. Yeah, no, I just I just did not sell anything. And, like, it's already a tough, a tough bracket at, like, doing shows as a writer – uh, because like you just all you can really sell is your trades you can't do sketch i mean you can but nobody's going to want them you can 't do sketches and like you know sell your originals and stuff like that so you have to be and this is something I realized this year like I did so many conventions this year, and then when I was doing my finances, I was like, I just ate ten grand in cost in five months, and it's like i i write I comics for a little I just can't spend that kind of money right, so I kind of swore off of doing conventions where it's like i have to pay for the flight i have to pay for the hotel the only one that i really will do that is emerald city and now i live close enough that i can just take the train and it's not a big deal sure and i you know i have friends and stuff there that i can stay with so um but yeah like that the only reason i'm doing c 2 is because it's covered you
1: know? sure sure now i got some. okay now you gotta hear me out on this i've seen someone do this at a show and they were making decent money, because you know artists do the, the commissions and stuff like that. So you make a sign and you say, "I will write a one-page story for you for five dollars." okay? Oh, man. And all you do is you say, give me give me three char- just whatever, three characters, a location, and two specific things that have to be in the story. And then you write this quick little story, and there you go. that's your com- that's what you do for commissions.
2: $5. That's probably more than I made on comics the entire time I've been doing it.
1: <laughs> you just said I I was out $10,000. <laughs> I can't I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. It it's it sounds like a good idea. I just know that I would freeze when I had when I had to do it. I may, maybe if I had a template where I just told the exact same story and just changed the characters and location. You like it's a Mad it Lib.
1: You just yeah. s- you secretly have a Mad Lib under the table.
0: <laughs> oh god, Mad Libs. I love Mad Libs. I would buy that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh goodness. Uh, now that Riley since you're back, you know what, we kinda of spent a little bit of time talking about uh Peter Panzer Faust. So let's kinda of spend a little time talking about your new book, Bedlam. How's what do you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing?
0: Uh looks good. Okay, good. Oh all signs. All signs <laughs> Moving <of stuff>. on. <laughs> I have learned that I'm not as fast as I thought I was. Okay. That uh i think that's cool that the we get a a lot packed in those issues like they're 30 the first issue was like 48 pages the second one was 30 and the third one is going to be 30 jesus i'm not quite as fast as i thought i was that's uh that's even lots for me i'm still i guess i'm i like i've got a good response from it like this it's been selling like crazy um yeah, it's selling like way better than anything I've ever done before. So sure, it's crazy. Sure. Like it's crazy to me. It's good
1: thing Curtis is here. We can run this in his face.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> basically, when you say my name and the word sales, it
2: always means none. That's basically <laughs> what it comes down to with my comic writing. I've just uh, I've embraced that.
0: It's weird though. It's it's, it's strange. Like I, I like that. My I mean my favorite thing about it. And I think that the thing I've really succeeded with in it, and I I think is maybe important. To know moving forward is to have um, something, if you're doing a creator own book, you need something right out of the gate, I think, that's really easy to grab onto, like, visually. Mm-hmm. And because and it's a visual medium, that, like, the Bedlam, like, Matters mask, I, I think is really awesome. People have really responded well to that, and I think that it was worth putting all that time into it. And, yeah. That's what I've learned on Bedlam so far is that people really like that Bedlam mask and that it's good. It's just a good device.
1: Are you going to do what we talked about last time or possibly a future issue will have uh, the little – the cutout stapled into the center of the book like those Marvel books did?
0: I want to do that. I think we made – I think Nick made a batch of candy like of little like disc, disc, disc-shaped disk candies that had have the, have the mask printed on them. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I would, like I want to do shit like that, and I have like a punch out mask would be wicked. <laughs> I have, like I have a template, like I have all the stuff there to to do it. Right. Yeah. No, that that that'd be. I just want to let, the, want to let that Diz, that DC thing go for a bit, cause you know there's DC die cuts on that Joker and the was it just Joker covers. It was weird.
1: Oh, I have no idea. I didn't even know about that.
0: Oh, uh, they had it on. I can't remember if it was on Detective or on Batman okay yeah, like it was like half a mask like it was a die cut there's an eye cut out but it was the whole mask so i'm like why would you wait and waste all that money making a die cut and then you can't it's only half the mask It's stupid so what i'm saying is that if we're going to do that we should do the whole thing it's a wraparound right and you just rip off the cover and then cut out the the mask off the cover
1: now, are you guys, in, in terms of like you you were saying your your time and your schedule and everything, like you you think you're taking too long? Do you see yourself doing something like uh, BKV and Fiona Staples did with, with Saga, where you'll get like uh, to a certain point and then take some time off so you can get caught up?
0: Yeah. And like the yeah, trade, yeah.
1: then the trade comes out, blah blah blah, you know, yeah. stuff like that.
0: That's what we're gonna do. Okay. It's, it's hard on on creator-owned books. Like it's just hard to, like you don't want to have a fill-in because it it's. Sh- like wrecks up it just kills the pace a a lot right and because it's a creator-owned book you know it's weird having a fill-in kind of in some ways right
1: right right
0: so i don't know like there's not really a good solution like if you know if you're drawing spider-man it doesn't really matter you know like if you draw spider-man somebody does the two-issue fill-in oh well it's i'm I'm reading the book because i like spider-man i'm not reading the book because i like this you know, new story that's intrinsically valuable to me or that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when somebody's putting their money down on something like that, it means a lot more, I think in some ways. anyways, it was who's, who's making it. It means more. Who's making it. The character doesn't necessarily mean more. So yeah, we're going to slot. We're going to do arcs. Every arc we're going to do. We'll do arc and then put out the trade and have, like have a skip month that month so that the trade comes out and then come back. Okay. Okay, well, That's seems like the best solution to figure out.
1: So, um, other okay, so other than that, and and de los Mortes, uh, you know, so you can't foreshadow anything for us in 2013. Anything coming?
0: Yeah, the Day of the Dead. Other than that. Oh come on! What? Uh, how much do you want me to draw? I want
1: <laughs> I I want to be told what you're doing next June, like Curtis did.
0: What's he doing next June? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I mean, this is this is uh, I haven't told you this yet, Riley. But I'm um, going into prostitution, so it's oh, yeah.
0: it's, a, it's a big it's
2: a it's a big career change for me.
0: <laughs> broke, broke ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing I'm doing that World War One horror story.
0: Well, who's joining?
2: You always ask me this every time, and I tell you the same thing.
0: Oh, it's that girl.
2: Yeah, Elsa Tretti. Well,
0: right, and you wouldn't send me new pencils.
2: No, I just, dude, I've been in the middle. I've been busy. Been on a signing tour. I've been moving. What have you been doing? Working on Bedlam. Come on.
0: <laughs> teaching.
2: Oh teaching. yeah, that's what you're teaching. Working
0: on Bedlam. That's we're it. We're both,
2: we're both busy dudes, man.
0: Being Our in past- a, hur- being in a hurricane. I was in a hurricane. Well, that's right. You survived Sandy. Right.
2: <laughs> no, really- he didn't survive it. He was behind it. <laughs> oh. That was all Riley Rossmo. He was drawing he was drawing Bedlam so furiously he created that storm.
1: <laughs> did you get how long did you get stuck in the States for?
0: Three days. Three days. Three extra days, four days. It was fun actually. It's I know that's like a dick thing to say, but we were like in in from the coast and it was like we have tornadoes and blizzards and stuff. Like think all the times, Curtis, that there's been tornado warnings in Saskatoon or tornadoes have touched down.
2: Yeah,
0: it's kind of like that, but it's because we weren't right on the ocean, so we got to stay in this really like old timey hotel. Did I tell you that Curtis?
2: No, no. Where'd you stay? Because we, st-
0: um, they put us up at uh, like just like a hotel, hotel, like a new kind of modern hotel. And then when we figured we were gonna be stuck there over our anniversary, we moved to like downtown Annapolis, to okay. like, the governor's mansion. It was really cool.
2: Oh, that is cool. Yeah,
0: like a 350-year-old like building that's turned into a hotel. And we stayed there and just there was lots of rain and storms and waves and the downtown got all flooded and we was shooting for everybody who had businesses there. And yeah, it was – I don't know. It was, it was okay. The signing wow. was crazy busy. The yeah, sign, I I Was, was I right about that guy? That guy can sell anything to anyone? Oh, yeah. Steve's awesome. He's amazing. Who's Steve? Who are you talking about? What's Steve's... I don't know his last name. He owns Third Eye Comics. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Why can't I think of his last name? I can't
2: because I'm hungover. (laughs) (laughs) What's your your excuse?
0: I was... I don't don't know how it was when you were down there, but there's like 150 people in line to get stuff signed. It was crazy.
2: That's the thing, man. He promotes the hell out of it. I think... We got a text, like, so Tyler and I went out there for Panzerfaust, I think it was number one or number two, and uh, he texts us at, like, seven in the morning. He's like, yeah, I've just got to the store, and there's, like, 70 people waiting here already for the signing at 11.
1: Yeah, wow. it was
0: crazy.
2: That guy just promotes it so well.
1: That's Rockstar status right there. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah it and, was then
2: my, and then my next signing after that was Halifax, and two people showed up, and one person didn't even know I was there. He was just like, oh, hey, you're here
1: just walks in just Wait walks <laughs> in
2: didn't know you were gonna be here i'm like yeah he's like well i don't have my books with me but nice to see you see ya
0: well it was it was weird because the so the at third eye was crazy busy and then the next the next day i guess people were starting to get worried about the hurricane right because i did a little con there mm-hmm. and the con was dead like there was just nobody like with hardly anybody there but in the, in the same place we we're like in the same place geographically and it was wow. just night and day. It was crazy. <laughs> was was Spencer there too? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it was him. I don't know.
1: Well, whatever his name is, it's not on the website. I tried looking it up for us. That's all right. His name is Steve at Third Eye Comics.
2: Stephen Trish. Yeah, they're great.
1: So when and, are you guys when are you guys gonna hop on the plane and and go over to the secret stash and raise hell and and be like, this is my show now.
0: I don't Secrets. know.
1: Oh you don't know comic book, that's, man?
0: You know what that is. That's the yeah. that's Jay and Silent Bob store. Yes.
1: Yes. Fly to New Jersey and take over.
0: <laughs> you're like, hey, what, you're not filming today?
1: Call it <laughs> fucking camera crew. <laughs>
2: We're gonna wreck this
0: shit. <laughs> it'll
2: be it'll be me just flipping tables. <clears throat> Apparently I've somehow earned the name Applejacks here in Vancouver, so you're gonna call me Wiener Dog. And now I'm, I'm Apple in Vancouver, which I don't even know what that means. I don't know where these names come from. <laughs> and basically my shtick now is the the joke is whenever people call me Apple Jacks, it's because I flip tables. So I don't know. I'm like the – I'm the most laid-back dude. I don't know where this where, where this nonsense comes from. But I like it.
0: It's good. <laughs>
1: all, all right. We're all coming in on an hour. So I, well, let's kind of wrap this up, guys. I, I want to know um, – just, just your general impression. I mean, where do you see horror comics going, just in in the future? Whether it's your books, whether you know what what do you think is is going to happen?
2: Go ahead, Riley. You,
1: you're the master. Oh, of horror. Uh, 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 other who? than other than the return of Hellblazer, once they realize how oh,
0: I don't even want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> once they realize that's how pitiful I, their sales are,
0: that's the worst. I can't believe you just brought that up i totally forgot about that <laughs> that breaks my heart because i wanted to draw that book at some point in time ah oh, that's the worst i totally forgot that there's like what two more issues or something three more issues? uh three three yeah
1: more. one more talking three more well did you listen did you listen to two episodes ago when i talked to uh Lonnie nadler and, and pedro Cavazuelo? no about oh you sh- you got to listen to that episode because pedro goes off Pedro Pedro works for – he does the comic column for Rue Morgue, and I think you both know who Lonnie is. So.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's, that breaks my heart. um I don't know. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like maybe there's a lull for something, but I'm not sure what it is. Like I, there's Hellboy for like ongoing horror books. Mm-hmm. But besides that, with Hellblazer like winding down – and Swamp Thing and Animal Man. I mean, some people call them horror books, sort of, and they kind of are. But I don't know. There's not real, like, any ongoings. Like, like Bedlam. I don't know, because Bedlam, to me, I guess it's a horror book, but it's not, kind of. Is Dexter horror?
1: God, let's hope not. Then I'll have to talk about it. All right. <laughs> the show? Yay. The comic book, what? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, I know the show, right? Like, I mean, that's like. So I'm saying that I, I don't feel like Bedlam's really. I sure, don't know sure. It's not okay, horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's horrific stuff. So maybe there's gonna be like some kind of a vacuum for horror stuff, for like ongoing stuff. Maybe there's gonna be something opening up. I don't know.
1: Hey, being being a guy who likes the old uh, older stuff, are you picking up the haunted horror issues from IDW?
0: Uh, are those the '50s looking ones? Yes, they're the reprints yeah. of the 50s yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did one come out last week?
1: Uh, Two came out last week.
0: Yeah, okay, I bought those, but I haven't got
1: them. Okay, I was
0: just curious. They're in a stack. Yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of a... Maybe a good place for, for new, ongoing horror books to come... Make themselves known, maybe.
1: All right, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's tough. I mean... I think you know, <laughs> ghastly wise. It's it's The Walking Dead. You know, it's it's Hellblazer. It's Hackslash, Um, Rachel Rising.
0: Oh, Rachel Rising. Yeah.
1: You know, but I mean, even even Terry knows that there's he has an end in sight. Yeah. So it's and it's like, one of
0: those hack, things. like, is. I don't know. Like it doesn't. I don't know what I'm thinking of horror. Like I guess Hellblazer is like to me the quintessential sort of ongoing horror book, right? Yes. It's, yeah. I mean
1: that's yeah. You, You'd assume American vampire. Walking,
0: Walking Dead is like I get that Walking Dead is, but it it only tells that one story. Whereas like Hellblazer would have like you know, depending on who's writing it, they had all that prison stuff when Azarello was doing it, they had um like just different kinds of monsters sometimes. There was uh when Andy Diggle was writing it, there was the the cannibal wizard from uh Africa. Right. There was such a variety of different ideas. There was the issue recently with the haunted coat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite issues ever. I thought that was so good. So that's what I'm saying. Is that, And Hellboy, like, I feel like the other horror books out there do one thing. You know what I mean? Like, Hellboy does its one thing. Walking Dead does its one one thing. And Hellblazer did all these different things at the same time. And with that with it kinda of going away, I think there's gonna be a vacuum. Like I think there's gonna be space for something. And I don't know even and same with bedlam. Like Bedlam deals with like serial killers and the sort of real world setting, right? I don't know. I think there's gonna be space for something. Sure. Alright, Carter, it's your turn.
2: Uh, Whatever I O'Reilly I, th- think <laughs> I think I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep there, O'Reilly was going on. <laughs>
0: Come on, I care about it. I'm passionate about it.
2: Where's your passion? <sighs> my passion right now is getting a nap before my date this afternoon. There you go. That's my passion. No, I don't know. I um I don't know like I I feel like horror comics. I mean, I I I do read them. I like I've stopped reading the Walking Dead just cuz I'm getting it's just everywhere. And I let just, let I just say don't. Let me say something to you
1: because I, I really believe this, and and I really wish it it would have been nominated. But I, thought Grim Leaper, and even even Dirk's Love Stories About Death, which runs on Shadowline Online. Yeah. Um, I think people don't, people might associate this sappy horror shit with with the Twilight stuff, but <laughs> they, in a way, in a way, and, and I'm, I mean, i what you guys did was the furthest thing from that just so we're all clear on that it was the furthest thing from that but in a way it it's kind of they kind of did go hand in hand it had this this different feel to it and i thought it really was unique and different like all these ti- all these times i've been saying what don't we have in horror comics we don't have serial killers we don't have serial killers we don't have serial killers and now bedlam now we have the new this dexter comic coming out you know and and there's a, there's yeah. independent stuff that i'm seeing like very small press stuff that I'm getting sent where it's serial killers. And it's just, it, it's kind of strange, because, you know, it's something that you didn't think you'd see, and we're seeing this huge decline in vampires and zombies.
0: Thank yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I would like more werewolf stuff, but it seems like a werewolf heart. like it's werewolf <laughs> ongoing their hard. This guy, Dan,
2: this guy will not get off the werewolves. Like, he, he's been talking about this for years. He wanted werewolves in the second volume of Green Wake, and I had to fight him <laughs> on it for so long. I'm like, dude, I'll give you leech children. Can you just do leech children? Okay, he was cool with that. And you'll notice in Debris, the book we did together this summer, there was werewolf-like creatures because I had – he wanted to do these – what what were they really? Like centaur motorbikes?
0: Yeah. How cool is wanted... that? Think about that as an image. A centaur motorbike, like a robot <laughs> with my motorbike body. That's like the coolest.
1: Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> and so I, I would, 100% agree. Werewolves. Well you know what? I,
2: I thought it was awesome too. It just didn't quite fit with what I was going to like, alright, look. You can't get the this Centaur <laughs> this motorbikes. But I'll give you robot werewolves, and I think that was a happy balance. So we finally got to do some werewolves in our book. They're essentially uh, junk werewolves.
0: Yeah, but there's no werewolves in comics. That's all I'm saying. There's what about, feral, well, Hold on. I was going to say, there's feral. It's okay. okay. I don't love it, and I don't I don't hate it. I'm just saying. You know, do you, do you ever have Dave Laugham on the show? No. Just tell him I want to draw some kind of horror book with him. Okay. Whatever. I love that guy.
1: The show's ending next week, and he's not the guest. Well, just phone him. <laughs> <laughs> I I will I will take care of this. Don't worry, I will take care of this.
0: Do you want to draw something? Do you want to draw something for Avatar? Is that what it is? No, you know what, I don't want to draw something for Avatar, but Fashion Beast is pretty awesome. I don't know if you've read that or not, but that is that. I don't know if that's a horror co- comic or not, but that's an awesome comic.
1: Lonnie kind of considered it uh, a horror. Comic. I have not had a chance to check that out, though.
0: I, I say it because Avatar usually... How should I put this delicately? But they're no, interior, you don't... The interior doesn't always work for me. It's horror porn. It's torture porn. Fashion Beast isn't. It's crazy. It's good. And the art is so good. The art is crazy good on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. So, I need to find somebody to write a horror comic with me. Uh, sorry, a werewolf comic with me. That's the actual... <sighs>
2: Uh, well, All sure. right, let's let's talk about it. I'm well, sure I can come up with something office.
0: interesting. Now wait,
1: now wait a minute because a you werewolf. want to
0: say, say and me drawing a werewolf comic. What about mummies?
1: Eh. Eh. What? <laughs> mummies have got
2: to make a comeback. They've they've been out of the spotlight too long.
1: Did you see the the uh, I don't know if you guys watch Big Bang Theory or not. They had that big debate about the difference between a zombie and a mummy. <laughs> What is it? I, it, it is. If you get bit by a mummy, you just get fucking bit. What, what? You got teeth marks.
0: That's it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But they're super strong.
1: Yeah, I'm saying mummies. Mummies need to be on the comeback.
0: Yeah, but they're just so there's.
1: I don't know. They're too. They're too constrained to Egypt. Is that it?
0: No. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel like the. How does the mummy keep returning? And like, is he the good guy or is he the bad guy? Maybe it's the good guy. Maybe the the mummy is the good guy. That's the comicer. As the protagonist, anyways. Maybe he needs to be like, if you ever, if you guys
1: ever seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, on Adult <laughs>
2: <laughs> He needs to be. Know. He
1: needs to be that. Okay. Well, first of all, you guys have to see this show, especially you, Riley. Um, but it, the the mummy, he tells jokes, but he's kind of like that, that comedian who always gets booed off the stage because he always ends them ends them with "I'm all wrapped up."
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like that
1: <laughs> no seriously go to, if you go to adultswim.com, i think you can watch episodes but definitely check it out it is it is very very funny um uh you know like i've said already and this is kind of it, where we're gonna end it um tell everybody, okay real quick before we do that tell everybody you know where they can go check you guys out for now
2: uh twitter, you can the twitter yeah tw- oh, so my twitter is just uh at Curtis J. Weeb and um, on occasion I update my blog which is just curtisweeb.wordpress.com those are the two kind of main places you can find me
0: I get I Twitter and I have Facebook I also have rileyrosmo.com but I don't really update it oh and I have my art dealer carries my original art at interior pages the interior Pages.com, I think Jason Jason carries them, just,
1: you know. Except for the Wiener pages. He sends them to me.
0: Except for the penis pages, yeah. <laughs> Maybe those are supposed to go to Curtis.
2: <laughs> That'll make more sense.
1: <laughs> so as I was saying, guys, you know what? Uh, ever since I had John for that, that first time, you know, the very first thing is that I remember is we were sitting here waiting uh, for Curtis to get online. And Riley's sitting there, and he's going, dude, look at this picture of me with creepy number one. <laughs> <It was laughs> and, and, you know, and since then I, I always wanted to have you guys on if you, if you had something new to work on. And, you know, I think combined, you guys have made eight appearances somewhere, yeah. somewhere in that, because I mean, that we did a few shows were without the two of you on the same show. And, yeah. you know, I, I just really, really like talking to you guys on the show, and I know that the people listening they they really liked, you know, when you guys were on. I, I got a lot of good feedback when you guys came on the show and, and stuff like that. So from me to you, I really, really appreciate you guys coming on and and making the show interesting and and everything. And if it ever does come back, of of course, you know, we'll we'll have to have you back on. So so thank from me to you, thank you.
0: Well, thanks. Anytime.
2: Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. And. uh good luck with, the, with whatever else you're going to be doing now that you have all this free time from not doing your show
1: we already went over that it's yeah it's stripper time
2: that's right that's well right. I didn't I didn't want to say it again in case you know, we, you know you did, you, want to
1: spoil it for Riley
2: yeah <laughs> I was gonna, that was gonna be the big surprise you send him the dick pages he then he comes to Chicago and he gets the show you know? <laughs> <laughs> and with that we will end the recording <laughs>